Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Boost Mobile, where you never need a service contract and every plan comes with your own mobile hotspot and 99% nationwide coverage. By Summer Skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Whether it's the Jive Chicken Sandwich or the Double Brisket, we are the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. By M-Drive. You're not too old. Go to mdriveformen.com for all of your men's health needs, from multivitamins to workout recovery. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA Division I in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalie and their equipment better than we do. Caesars Resorts and Casinos. An iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort. You make your destination. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of College Hockey Champions. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time HockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, college hockey fans as it may be, NCAA hockey fans, NCHC Hockey fans, Arizona State hockey fans, Colorado College hockey fans, Air Force hockey fans, Denver hockey fans. Have I got them all? How about Robert Morris? We've got Robert Morris hockey fans joining us tonight as well, I think. Uh, it's a fun time. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, one of the only four quad pod of hockey podcasts that are live covering professional and college hockey in the Southwest every Monday th- or Sunday through Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado, a balmy 63 degrees today on December 21st. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, is it 63 and sunny in New York today? Uh, it was sunny. <laughs> okay. Okay, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Uh, How are you, my I friend? I can't lie. It was sunny. It just was not anywhere near. 68 degrees, that's all. Uh, only 63, only 63. Uh, I'm sorry, 68 <laughs> is uh, what it was in Phoenix. Oh, um, oh yeah, I'm in Denver. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I, I looked up the Phoenix temperature because um, uh, our, our scheduled guest this evening, uh, uh, the head coach and the... Director uh, of Hockey for Men's and Women's Hockey. Opera, yeah. I was just trying to figure out all the titles that, uh, that Derek Schooley has. And um, um, he was in Phoenix over the weekend, which we will, I'm sure, touch on with him uh, for his son's tournament. Uh, it was 68 degrees there today and not quite 68 degrees um, where he is now back in Pittsburgh. So um, he's probably a little closer to my temperatures. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure we can ask him about that. 
Well, you know, here in Denver, we're at uh, 5,280 feet above sea level. And I think you got to get to about 10,000 feet above sea level before you get to the snow here. It's uh, it's crazy. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, uh, we're about 15 to 20 degrees above normal temperatures this time of year, which is absolutely bizarre. Uh, I've yet to see real snow since uh, my adventure started in Colorado in October. Really? Because, all right, you see, here's, but you see, but. That's what you should really want. See, you can look out the window, and whatever mountains you can see might have some snow at the top. The Rockies, but it's <laughs> well, I don't whatever the section of the mountain is. I mean, I'm sure that each section has a name, but whatever. Um, I understand. I know it's the Rocky Mountains. The Rocky Mountains go a long <laughs> way. Um, yes, they do. Yeah, uh, but you see, you'll see the snow at the top of those mountains. And you can look out the window and it'll look like a postcard or a picture or, you know, something on TV, which is exactly where it should stay. Looking like <laughs> something on television. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't really want to see it. Uh, I just thought it'd be kind of cool if they got a little bit lower down on the mountains because right now it's the very tip tops of the Rockies is all you're seeing snow. It's 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 bizarre. It just is weird for this time of year. I'm not going to use crazy because that belongs to Kate Sheffer who used that word um, a little less than 10,000 times last night. But uh, okay. <laughs> so we'll. We'll leave crazy out. We'll just leave uh, bizarre, different, weird, uh, a lot to do like the hockey world. The NCAA hockey world, Paul, is hanging in there uh, so far. They have not caught up, um, and I hope they never do, to the COVID issues of the NHL and the AHL. I, I had the, uh, the start of the Vegas Golden Knights and Tampa Bay Lightning on tonight, and Jesse Granger took a picture uh, from the top of the um, press box, and he said, last last game in 142 hours that we know of. <laughs> and, well, then, and then uh, immediately after that, a tweet comes out from somebody else in Vegas that says, oh, yeah, Lightning coach John Cooper is in COVID protocol now, and he won't be coaching tonight. Jeez. Well, this is, Can we this catch is what a break ever? This is what I know. I, I, I know there have been some games affected in uh, college hockey. Um, I don't, I, I really, really, really prefer this because there's no way to do this without getting into politics. If you want my politics, that's fine. There's my Twitter feed. Okay. Um, so I really try to stay away from the politics on this program. Um, I very rarely mention anything that's political, um, which is not necessarily the things that I look for, because basically most of my Twitter feed is either hockey or politics. <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, with, anyway. with baseball thrown in. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, you know, it's just everywhere. Like, um, it, it's crazy because tomorrow night I'm planning on seeing the uh, – the Barracuda take on the Colorado Eagles up in Loveland right. and everything seems to be somewhat normal up there. Yet their parent club, the avalanche have been shut down like everybody else in the NHL after tonight until the 26th of December. So like four days or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. But um, part of that, part of that was collectively bargained anyway. So they just extended it a day or two. And now they're going to have a three week gap in the schedule to make up these games. 
So it it, it matters, but you know, it's it's not like they've canceled these games and don't have a way to make it up without the schedule going crazy because they're yeah. not going. No, to I totally games. agree. And I totally agree with you on that. They it's they they're fortunate that they have that built into it. Uh, with the Olympic break uh, that now will not include NHL players. Um, but the, the thing that worries me, Paul, is, is this the beginning, the middle, the end? Where, where are we in this COVID thing? Uh, are we going to see another variant before the end of the season? Uh, is it going to get worse? The end of the season? No, yeah. I don't think you'll see another one before the end of the season. Well, we've seen two this season. Mm, yeah, maybe. But so, I, I mean, just, at this point, at this point, they're just – We just don't know, though. That's a fact. No, we, do we don't. No, what's going to happen. And, and, and we'll and, and try to play it day by day, and we'll do the best that we can with what we got. Right. But but you also have to look at what's happening, and you have to be um, like, okay, this is happening for real. And we didn't I think definitely. it was going to happen for real. We didn't think there would be more games canceled and uh, no fans in, in Canada again and you know different things like that happening. I mean, it's bizarre. It just is. It's just crazy. It but it anyway, is. we're not here to talk NHL hockey. We're here to talk college hockey. And of course, everybody's right. on break right now, except Chris Mayotte. <laughs> well, oh, Chris, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I just got to dig at you whenever I can. You're working anyway up with Team USA. Well, yeah. So, but that's good for us because it gives us something to talk about over the next week because uh, most college teams don't play until. I guess the middle of next week. New Year's Eve is is really when things kick no, off, I think. There'll be well, some teams that'll play. Yeah, there'll be some teams that'll play in the Great Lakes Classic. Yeah, some of those. The, the, the one up in Milwaukee. Um, and I think there's one somewhere else off the top of my head. I'm not 100% sure. Well, the Great Lakes. Somewhere the Great Lakes. here in the Northeast. And the Great yeah, Lakes, the right? the Great Lakes Tournament, yeah. And, the, and, then the, and then the Milwaukee one at Fiserv. Right, and then I believe, and there's then the one up in the, in the northeast, right? Yeah, and then so that's Denver gets back to action on the thirty first. Right. They'll play in the thirty first and first, and Arizona State will play Cornell on the first right. and second. So um, yeah, we we've got this week, and next week, uh, starting Sunday, uh, is our uh, World Junior Week. So our podcast will be geared a little bit towards the World Juniors all week long. Your yeah, thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, <laughs> oh, me too, me too. You know, we I, I just wish midweek um, hockey that way. One thing that I'm bummed out about is that Sean Barons didn't make that roster because if there was a kid that really deserved to make it, and it wasn't because he he uh, didn't have the skills or was injured, he was on COVID protocol and he, he missed his opportunity. So. Um, sucks, I, I do feel for Sean, but that, that's the way things go in the uh, COVID world. So let's take a quick break and let's come back because we got a lot of things to talk about with our special guest tonight, the uh, man with many titles at Robert Morris University. Let's leave it that way. We'll be right back with Derek Schooley in about two minutes. any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. 
Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of Summer Skate, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. best college hockey conference ready for you wherever you are however you want to watch your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone tablet or stream to your tv subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. This indeed is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. A raspy Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado. And my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, it's our pleasure to bring him back. Uh, we knew he'd get it done. And uh, they did get it done at Robert Morris University. So great to have the head coach, the director of hockey operations for both men's and women's hockey at Robert Morris University, Derek Schooley with us. Coach Scott and Paul with you. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Thanks for, for having me for a third time. And hopefully the, the when we when we do the fourth one, I won't uh, have the, the women's operations in there anymore. We'll have a, a new coach and and be well on our way. But, uh, you know, the funny thing is I, I was listening to your ads there. I came on and, uh, so let's see, I, I've got, I had my summer skates on earlier. Right. Did you I bring in the that, Phoenix with you? I know exactly where my koozie is and I had burrito express. So nice. I know I like, nice. so like all your sponsors and all that, I mean, I'm like living, uh, your show right now through, through everything, through the gift bag that you gave me. And oh, through yeah. uh, being in Phoenix this past weekend. Well, I, I threw in the, the box of the M drive, Coach. Coach, I threw in the M drive for you too. So don't overlook that. That was Jr. Uh, Jeremy Ronick that was doing the ad for uh, M drive at the end there. So 
Good stuff. Yeah, I've I been tried that for it about was, nine was, years. Yeah, I was. I tried that. It got me a little uh, too amped up, and I needed a <laughs> needed a, uh, last week. I needed the. I needed to be a little bit more mellow, so I had to to back off on on using the uh, extra special uh, pills that you sent. Oh, so you had uh, to be more mellow, like uh, Frank Serratore. Yes, you you wouldn't want to give him that. That's for sure. <laughs> Okay, Coach, let's, let's break this big news uh, right off the get-go. It happened last Friday. Um, it, I know we were all excited for you. Uh, I know how hard you guys worked. Paul and I watched and, and did what we could from afar. And um, how gratifying was it to finally reach that, that? And I know you're not done yet because you're, you're going to want to raise more funds and things like that. But how gratifying was it to finally get to that point? Well, it was – I mean, it was stressful. It was a – it was a – it was a challenging, I'd say, forty-eight hours because, you know, we're we're trying to reach our goal. The goal ended. I actually landed in Phoenix, uh, twenty minutes before the end of the the goal on Wednesday night. I knew that there was a board of trustees meeting on Thursday, um, which was at seven thirty in the morning Eastern time, and which is obviously five thirty out in Phoenix. And there wasn't a lot of sleep, and uh, you know, finding out little little by little as the day went on, it made a long day. And then Friday was just, uh, um, crazy with, I think, uh, we had, we had some computer technical difficulties. I had, I was in coach uh, powers, home office. We stayed there for, for a night and I was in his, his office and then the computer fell and was looking up at the ceiling. So then I finally got it working and I got a, <laughs> I had it, a, I had it set where it, it just saw the wall. But then when I reset it in a quick hurry, you could see a pitchfork in the in the mix. So, the, so then I had to explain why there was a, a pitchfork in the, the press conference. So it was, uh, and then by the time I got off the press conference, I had, I had 60 plus text messages and it, it really to this day hasn't really even stopped. And, uh, you know, people are excited. They're enthusiastic and I'm grateful. Um, I did a, did something earlier today, uh, with the media and it's tough to explain the emotions because it was such a roller coaster and, um, to go from, um, worried, nervous to grateful, um, and appreciative as well as emotional. And, uh, it was, uh, still, still a roller coaster of emotions, but we're at the top right now. And I obviously won't play a game for a couple of years, so I won't experience the, uh, the agonizing losses, the brutal officiating and, uh, uh, dealing with the, the kids in a negative way. So I've got that going for me for a little bit. Brutal officiating. That doesn't happen, does it? I don't know. Where did, where did I just tell you I stayed last weekend? So it, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I spent Sunday night watching clips of goals and, and stuff like that that supposedly went in or didn't go in. I don't know. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> Well, coach, let me tell you this. I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little uh, secret on this. I was at Saturday's game in Colorado College, and uh, I, I went down and, and got like about five minutes of interviews in with uh, Peter Menino and uh, a player uh, from Colorado College. And then I was going to hustle over to uh, the Arizona State side just to get a few words from Greg. I I hate talking to him after a loss. Like 
you would guess, because everybody's frustrated and, you know, they, they don't want stuff out in the media from their frustration level, but he's always good at giving us a few words here and there, no matter what. He's able to put his uh, emotions in check. But by the time I got through the locker room tunnel, they were already gone. The bus was loaded and they were ready to go. I was going like, wow, I've never seen an exodus that fast. So things were not uh, <laughs> not the happiest on the Arizona side, uh, Arizona State side of things on Saturday night. He was just in a hurry to get back to to Scottsdale to hang out with me. I think. That well, was, of course. I think that was the, the <laughs> Maybe whole that's thing. what it was. <laughs> yeah, of course. Why would you think differently? Yeah, of course. I mean. It, uh, hey, I, I was already, he was already gone by the time I got there, and we uh, I got to got to see him on on Sunday. But um, obviously, I thank Greg and his wife Jessica for for allowing our our family stayed stayed at his house a couple nights. But we were also with the the team at the team hotel. But it uh, it was good to see them. And uh, you know, the sad thing was on Thursday the weather was actually warmer in Pittsburgh than it was in in. Uh, Phoenix, so I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah. Well, I can tell you. Like, oh, oh, pause for yeah. dramatic effect. I was really irritated by that. Quite <laughs> honestly, he should be. Um, how did the tournament go this weekend for your for your? It was your son, right? Yeah, my son. They they he plays for the Cleveland Barons, a U sixteen team. They went two one and lost in an overtime game. So it was a fairly successful weekend. They beat. Uh, uh, they beat. They beat Nashville and the Colorado Rampage. They lost to the San Jose Junior Sharks in overtime and then lost to the Colorado Thunderbirds. But uh, a lot of college guys out there recruiting the next wave of, of players. And I said it on my press conference. I was was proud to wear the uh, Robert Morris coat into the uh, the arena probably. Literally, the press conference ended and went right over to the game and um, saw a couple college guys that were we're really excited for us, but was proud to wear the, the coat that day with uh, kind of being the talk of college hockey. Yeah, I would, I would totally agree with you on that. That uh, it, Paul and I have said this from the start coach. Uh, it seems like it's been forever, but it really hasn't. It was like what April when this all came down and, and you got through the summer months and you raised this much money and got the program reinstated uh, before the end of the calendar year. That's uh, that's some good work. Well, it was uh, May 26th at about 9.30. I got a call about that. <laughs> Not that you'd remember that, out, right? <laughs> found out at noon. So we're uh, we're going at, uh, I said in my press conference uh, how many days it was. And uh, tomorrow at noon, it'll be uh, 210 days that we've been going at this. So it, it, uh, it, it may not seem like a long time to you, but it seems like forever for, for to me. So I don't know what I you're talking imagine. about. Oh, I, 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 can't, I imagine. can't imagine it didn't feel like 2,000 days, Coach. Yeah. Well, I'm really appreciative. I mean, the support that that uh, we've got from the community and my our friends. And, um, you know, this has been uh, challenging for not only me, but for the players, for the, the players' families, my family, the roller coaster that my kids – I got three in high school that would have to deal with on what it seemed like a daily basis. We tried to shield them as much as possible, but they kept asking my, you know, my immediate family. I mean, it was, uh, it was challenging, but uh, like I said, the community really stepped up and uh, people really uh, got on board and we had uh, great participation from Pittsburgh celebrities and um, really just uh, thankful right now. And, uh, Took a couple days. I, 
not not that the phone kind of died down a little bit on on Saturday night and then Sunday, but uh, uh, did a podcast Sunday night live from uh, Greg Powers' pool area. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then uh, back, came back here on Monday and really just trying to get together a a plan of how we want to address the next. Uh, I wouldn't even say year and a half because it's probably close to you know starting of the hockey season close to you know, 2021 20, months. So we've got a, a little bit of time, but as you, you guys know, recruiting is, is uh, you're only as good as your players and uh, recruiting is younger and younger. So we've got to get out there and start getting some kids for two years from now, or, or when we find, if we finally wait, there might not be anybody left. So a lot, well, lot to do. And you know what? I'm just appreciative that I get to do it. That's for sure. Let me ask you a question because, this this is the kind of stuff that that piques my curiosity. Um, I thought everything I was saying was piquing your curiosity. <laughs> well, yeah, but certain. Th- well, no, it does. But there are okay. certain things that, uh, you know, there are certain things that kind of will always uh, catch my ear a little bit deeper, um, just because of something you, you you're talking about the recruiting and things. Because you're you you've got this 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 break in between here. Um, I know how it works in one direction. Uh, as soon as you announced that the program was coming back, do you get whacked with emails from kids saying, Hey, look at me. Oh, I got whacked from agents, from, from players right off the bat. And, uh, um, it was, uh, it was, a there was a, there was a lot. I mean, it, uh, literally I got texts from, from college coaches asking to schedule games to, to players that uh, need a place to play, uh, to agents trying to sell their players. I mean, it was uh, a little bit of everything right off the bat. And I'd be remiss if I didn't didn't mention my current players that are on campus. That was uh, we had a, a call with them at at ten o'clock before the uh, um, at ten o'clock before our uh, what do you call it before the press conference just to right. talk a little bit about you know where this is going and. As they were as excited as they were for the program and where the program was going, that it was was coming back, that uh, I was a little sad for them because they've either got to wait for a little for an extra amount of time, or some of them will have graduated and been out for a year plus. We had three seniors, mm-hmm. uh, so there's some tough decisions that they have, and um, they handle it like uh, you know, like like troopers and in worrying about the getting the program back and, and wanting uh, that was the most important thing to them. And, but then obviously the reality of, of them were back, but, and then the, the butts really kind of hit them a little bit. So um, they, they were great. And you know what uh, there, one of them said to me, they said it, it, this kind of is not the best scenario for us, but at least when I'm uh, 40 years old, I'll be able to say I played hockey, Robert Morris and, and, and they'll say, well, you know, they're not going to say, well, who's Robert Morris? And they'll have to say, well, that's the, our program was discontinued. So they were they were happy about that. Yeah, I can certainly uh, imagine that. So so my question to you is you, you talked a little bit about what's been happening over the past uh, four or five days. But what, what do you do at this point? I mean, recruiting, obviously, you talked about uh, looking for a head coach on the women's side. Um, what's on your agenda, say, the next three to four months? 
Well, I think the the biggest the biggest things that are are pressing right now is to make sure that we get both the the, the men's program back into Atlanta hockey and the women's program back into the uh, college hockey America. I think making sure we're we're there, um, we got a league to play, and then we can start scheduling some non conference games and and getting to where we need to be as far as that goes. But that's a that's a priority. We've already been in contact with with both leagues and. Um, they're going to, you know, put together some stuff that we need to present to them as you would in, in any scenario. But I think our history, um, they're going to have some questions and, and rightfully so. And we, I think we've got good answers to the questions and um, we're going to be here and, and uh, we're back for the long term. We're not back for the short term. That's for sure. Okay. So if, go ahead, Paul. I was just going to ask, I mean, now that you've had a chance to kind of separate yourself from it for at least a few days to just kind of look back, um, was there anything that really surprised you about this whole process? Surprised me about the whole process? Huh. Huh. I mean, the whole process that, well, that, that we're, yeah, okay. that we're here. Mean, um, um, yeah, because I mean, I've I've been getting the the the, the stuff across my feed, uh, especially the Ryan Malone stuff. Yeah, and you know, uh, it, it was good to see that he's like, okay, we made this, but we're not done yet. We got to keep going. Um, when you when you get stuff like that from guys who played at the highest level, um, and for people that don't know, he's from Pittsburgh. Um, how much more? Uh, encouraging it, can it get the net? Well, I think that that's the one thing everybody. Uh, hey, we made it here, but we're not done, and we we you're nobody's ever done. Everybody's always fun fundraising, and if if Greg would have stopped when they started the program, he we wouldn't have been able to see the. You know, I saw the outside shell of the rink. You wouldn't be able to see that if you're if you stop. And I don't think anybody's ever done. And we need to keep moving forward. We. We've got events that we run. We've got golf outings. We're going to have that celebrity face-off game again. I mean, there's we've got a lot going on that we need to just keep moving forward in the right direction. And uh, so, to have all these people behind it and uh, continue behind it, we've got uh, um, we've got to go, and we've got to keep uh, raising money for 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 the hockey programs to make sure that we're doing things to help the program. Um, down the road. I mean, the, you look at the Air Force Falcons Blue Line Club and you look at, uh, I guess some of them are called the Seventh Man Club and, and things like that. They're, those those are programs that, that continually help, uh, you know, universities and uh, get what they need outside of their budgets. And um, we need to start rallying that group and everybody's done an outstanding job, but we need to, like I said, keep going. And, uh, we need to build on this momentum. We built on it with season tickets, and we built on it with donations. But uh, there's there still needs to be some some more. Uh, we need to keep this momentum rolling, so we're we're never in this position again. I know we won't be um, because of what a good job we did. But you never want to leave anything to chance. It's part of part of the job now of a of a coach is to to be a. I, I joked all the hats I wore, but it is part of the job to be a, a fundraiser. I just want to make sure I. And go back to coaching too. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, be undefeated, undefeated <laughs> in the last two years. Yes, that's, but, that's, un- 
Unfortunately, I'm only 500. I'm only 500. So undefeated. Sell that that on the recruiting trail, coach. Just sell that on the recruiting trail. Uh, Name another team that went undefeated in the last two years. That's what I'm I'm selling. There's a trivia question right there. (laughs) Okay. So, so you want to get back into Atlantic. Do you have, I I would, would have, from the outside looking in coach, I don't know why you wouldn't get back in. I understand they have questions and, and processes and that things, but uh, you got to have a good feeling about getting back in that conference that you were in. Right. Well, I've talked to a lot of the coaches within the league and we've got the coaches support, but the coaches always don't make the decisions. It's, it's athletic directors. It's, it's uh, there's a lot of people that, that make those decisions. So, um, I, I hope that, that we've got the, the support that we need. We've been great members. We've been great partners. We've, we've done well. But uh, once again, you never want to leave anything for chance because of, I mean, you're seeing it right now. So you don't want to just assume that, that, that things are going to happen. You know, I want to, I want to ask you this. It's kind of off the, the Robert Morris part of it, but just as a hockey coach, one of the things that I've been seeing this year, and, and I kind of play around, my co-host hates me for doing it, but but I put out a magic number every year, especially for ASU, because they're not in a conference. So their chance to get into the NCAA tournament is based on wins and quality wins and obviously the pairwise. So uh, I put out for Greg's team this year, I thought that he, would gonna, he was going to need 23 wins to get into uh, the tournament. Uh, if you do the math now at 10, 10, and 0, um, they're going to need 13 more somewhere. And it starts this weekend or next weekend with uh, Cornell. But my question to you is, and I've been asking this to all the coaches because I just want to hear their opinion, um, is it easier to coach in a conference knowing that all the way to the very end until you start playing playoff games in your conference, your guys have something to play for? Or is it better as an independent where you can bring in anybody you want and go anywhere you want, but you have that, looming pairwise out there well i think that you're you know and i don't i don't know how how greg does it but you know in in his scenario um, i know that he knows uh uh what what they need to do i mean they've got some they got some games they got to get some they got to get they got to get probably three or four between mankato and cornell for sure and then when when do the do the rest of and when 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 the games they should but if you if you you know, that's the thing. Like, we made it to the finals a couple years when we underachieved in the league, when we were a seventh-place team and we make the championship game. Or, or we, exactly. would, we would lose, you know, our best team we ever had lost in the, the league semifinals. We outshot them 60-20 to 20 and gave up a fluke goal. So, I mean, I really think it's – what he's doing is hard because there's so much pressure in, on every game, especially early like you can't sometimes those things if you have a a, a tough streak you can't re- rebound from that and you're seeing them right now and like I said I mean you you probably know how many games they got left well they've played uh, they played 20 so that leaves them with what I think they have 16 because uh, they play a 16 couple of yeah and and, and that includes those two um, exhibitions right Paul no it I don't know it does no, not include well, those no, or not it, a, no Okay, so it's all those don't count games, in the pairwise. No, right, thirty-eight games. It's a thirty-four game, game schedule. Okay, okay. I thought they got an extra two games for going up to Alaska, but that's okay. They do. You're you're thirty-four to thirty-six. Right. So, yeah. so he's I think only got thirty-six games left. Yeah. 
16 left. So if they only, yeah, if they got 16, well, those exhibition games, those Lindenwood games don't count in the schedule. Um, or they don't count the pairwise at all. So yeah. those are right. Yeah, those are just practice. So if you got if if you've got four four, let's say let's just so, say we're wrong. Say there's 16 left. You're saying 13 and three. That's a pretty good run there. Yeah. You know, sure. and you got to beat. I mean, and you got to beat Mankato and and Cornell in there. I mean, got to know pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially well, since the, the Cornell games are at home. Yeah. The reason I asked that coach was because I, I'd asked Coach Mayotte that because, you know, his team's battled. They've been close all year long. But the one thing that, that uh, he has as momentum is he can tell his guys, hey, we're going to go to the NCHC tournament, even if we're the eighth-place team in the, in the conference, which they may or may not be. But uh, they could get in. Like last year in the NCHC uh, frozen faceoff, they nearly upset St. Cloud. Uh, which may have gotten an, enough to get them into the tournament if they'd won another game. So uh, I just think that motivating your your athletes is a lot easier when you have a conference tournament at the end because uh, it's just like a second chance, right? Looks to me they got 14 games left. If I if I look here real quick, yeah, and, I think you're right. I think it is 14. I mean, so that that would make sense. They go to Alaska, they get the two extra games, which are against Lindenwood. But I mean, it's you got to go to RIT, which is a is a challenging place to win, and BU. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty tough little stretch there. Cornell, BU, RIT on the road, Mankato on the road, and then four with Alaska, Alaska, and Long Island. But um, you know, the, the, you know the volatility of the the pairwises. I think they were up to twenty six or twenty five after the first one. If they'd have won, they would have been up to 21 or 22, but instead fell to 28 or 29. I mean, that's the volatility of of that. And, you know, you almost need to win some – you need the team that they beat to start winning some games, like winning a lot of games, like, you know, Bemidji and, uh, you know, you beat – I think they beat St. Thomas. You need St. Thomas to start knocking some people off. And And Yeah, Clarkson. Clarkson. That's a big one. Clarkson's a big one because they're – 22 in the pairwise. I've got it up here. I'm, I don't know, memorize this stuff. <laughs> That's right. no, we you got to remember, one of the things I also do is I'm a podcaster. So I've, 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 I've learned more about uh, with the USCHO show that I do. I've learned more about, I've paid more attention this year than I've ever paid before. <laughs> and they beat so the split with Lowell. So. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's the other, they split with Lowell. And what was the other good uh, quality win that they would have had? Bemidji's a quality Bemidji, win. Yeah. Colgate at the time was quality. Yeah, I don't know where they're at right now in the the, the pairwise, but they were quality. At, you know, if they would have could could have just shoulda coulda woulda, and yeah, well, you know, on my podcast uh, on USCHO, we talked about it after they played Quinnipiac pretty close. We we thought their next eight games, we thought if they they had the ability to go six and two with six of them at home, and they went. Uh, you know, you you split with Bemidji, you get swept by Denver. You're one and three right there, but then you respond. You go three and three. They could have went five and three and ended up going four and four in that, and that that kind of hurt a little bit. That last last one. Well, Coach, let me let me ask to, to switch it up a little bit. Um, do you normally get a chance to watch uh, the World Junior Tournament uh, when, yeah. when 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 uh, they're when when you when you're in the middle of a season, 
Yeah, we actually, uh, for a while there, when we were coming back on Christmas or the day after Christmas, we would have a, a, a World Junior Draft with all the Canadians we've had. They'd pay attention to it over break, and <laughs> you'd have a draft. You'd have, you'd have, uh, you divide up into like four teams, and they, you'd have a draft between those four, and you'd play for, and you'd do some other stuff like you'd play some three on three games and have a crown a winner of the overall week, and you know they'd get an extra dinner or something, and. Um, you know, you include the world junior draft in there and, uh, but we, yeah, we get a, it's a, it's really neat to pay attention to. And, um, obviously with the Olympics going downhill here, it'll be really interesting to see the, the world juniors and then to see if any of those world junior players are now going to play in the Olympics as a, uh, um, because the no NHL, that's the interesting yeah. thing with the college season right now was will somebody, uh, you know, not be able to, to, to have to take a break. And how long will they take a break? All that kind of stuff to, to go over to the Olympics. Because there are definitely a lot of qualified players to do that. Wow. You, 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 so you think that, that they might do that as opposed to, say, using uh, players who are playing in European leagues uh, to, to play in the Olympics? Well, they've tried to do it in the past. I mean, it, it, it's been done. They tried to get Cal, Kale McCarr. I mean, I wouldn't surprise be surprised to see some of those Michigan players get asked to to play to play in these. I mean, it uh, those are those are high first round draft picks, and um, how how do you say no to that if you're? Uh, it's it'd be awful difficult. But uh, you know that's that's a, that's going to be an interesting uh, dynamic if there will be some college players playing in these games. So we know that your team officially comes back in 23-24, but uh, kind of give us a, a little thumbnail look, uh, if you can, of um, when you're going to be able to start gathering guys and uh, are you going to be able to do anything prior to that or what does the NCAA rule say in regards to that? Well, we're going to be able to do some things as far as practice next year for the guys that are on campus, and we can bring players in early. As a okay. um, as a start, basically we're we're restarting our program, so we will be able to bring guys in. Um, we just won't be able to play any games, so we we can bring them in. We if bring guys and girls in, and potentially have uh, combination practices or or have uh, you know have individual practices between each team. And um, I think the it's a it's a blank script right now of what we're going to be able to do, and we can do some of those things. So we will. Uh, We'll explore every option to try to make sure that we put the best team on the ice in, in uh, the fall of 23. Coach, I've been saying uh, all year long with the pandemic, I said, especially for my ACHA teams, um, relevancy was key. Uh, when they weren't playing games or weren't allowed to play games, they still did things on and off the ice to stay relevant. Clearly, you guys have done that over the last 200-plus days. But uh, I'm guessing that's going to be important from this point forward too, until you play that, that opening night on the, uh, in the 23, 24 season is to stay relevant, right? Keep your name out there, your logo out there, all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, um, that's what we've tried. What I've been trying to do is stay relevant, whether it's been through podcasts or through doing things like this is, um, I didn't know where my future was going to be if I was going to, and if, if Robert Morris hadn't come back, I wanted to make sure I was prepared for, for uh, my next uh, my next job to be able to answer the question, what have you done to stay relevant? And uh, staying relevant is such as doing 
podcasts and uh, from the other side of the spectrum being the other answer, the other on the other side of instead of answering the questions and also trying to do things like uh, I was going to go to different colleges and, and see what they, what they did and how they did things and um, how they ran to learn to be the best player I could or best coach I could be. So I think that that's the key is just how to stay relevant and how we're going to stay relevant as a program and trying to make sure that we can, can do everything possible to um, be ready when we start play back up and, um, you know, I, relevant to a really good word. I, I, I had a lunch, had, had uh, dinner and drinks with Phil Bork, who played in the NHL as the Penguins radio announcer and kind of a local legend here as the, the old two-niner. And he said when he got out of playing, um, he did nothing on the side. He did nothing to stay relevant. And it took him two years to get back. And, you know, now he's all over TV. He's all over the radio. He's got radio shows. He does the the, the color on the, the, the radio. So it, there's a lot of different things that you could do. And um, I think we're going to be have a blank slate to get out in the community, run clinics. And um, like I said, just try to keep our name out there as much as possible. And I think, I think we did an unbelievable job. The Pittsburgh College Hockey Foundation, uh, our people, they did an unbelievable job of keeping us in the forefront for the last 200 and, five days to make it really hard on um, to, to, to know, to know that we disappeared. And I think by us not disappearing, that allowed us to, to get our program back. Cause I don't think anybody thought that we would still be relevant 205 days later. Coach, uh, I, I've heard you mention in, in other places, uh, uh, Pittsburgh natives that have started to reach um, not just the college level, but, you know, the, the highest level uh, and far as playing in the NHL is concerned. Um, how much more um, exposure? Because sometimes I know Scott goes around and he'll say, or even I'll say to, to people that I, that, went to ASU, ASU has a hockey team. Um, how much more uh, focus locally did it help you where uh, you had more people locally say, hey, we want to, we, we, we were not aware of this, uh, but, but we're here now. Yeah. I don't know if it was, we're not aware of it. I, I said it on the press conferences. Uh, you don't know what you've got until you lose it. And I think that we were taken for granted a little bit. Uh, hey, you want to go watch college hockey? Well, they got they got uh, Bemidji State coming to town. Bemidji, who's that? Well, they got Matt Reed, who's going to play in the NHL. And they've got this guy, uh, uh, Alabama Huntsville, Scott Monroe. Hey, you got uh, Brad Hunt. And on and Bemidji, I mean, there were NHL players that were playing in our, our building on nightly basis. And I just, people knew it. I just didn't think that they ever expected it to go away like it did. And and when it happened, they rallied. They said, "We my bad. And, and they got back on board. And you could see it with our season ticket sales and see it with our, uh, how we're, we're going forward with tickets. So, um, 
people understand now. People understand, and um, that's a it's made for an interesting uh, couple months. But uh, I think we maybe have more more support locally when we come back than we did um, uh, previous. I said that previous. I said we got more support dead than alive, <laughs> and now we're alive again. And I think we will have have it back again. Coach, I think I told you this. Artists don't get a chance to do that. I think I told you this earlier in the podcast, uh, um, but that same thing happened to me in Minnesota when the North Stars left and they came back finally um, as the Minnesota Wild, and now they sell out every single game. Uh, People just don't want to ever take that chance again. They don't take it for granted. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think you will have more support uh, on that end of it. I also want to touch on the University of Arizona because – they they now finally are getting a building of their own, and it's so important for them. And I have no idea how far they're going to take this, but um, you know, getting a three thousand seat arena of their very own and um, being able to have the the ad revenues off the boards and uh, the concessions and the tickets and the parking and all of that stuff. So, just your thoughts on, on that, if you could. I don't know how much you know about that, but that's got to be important uh, in the growth of the game and the college game, right? Well, I mean, come on! You, how you you, re- you really think that I don't know the audience, the name of your show, and I don't pay <laughs> no, attention to to where you're at? I was at giving and, you an out. I was giving there. you an out, Coach. <laughs> uh, I, I like seriously. You like you really, really are not. Uh, you've, this is the third time you've talked to me. When have Easy. I not known anything about what I'm talking about? Well, we know, listen, fake I know what you, I know, you know, what you're talking about, <laughs> Scott, you know, Scott's too busy with his head in the clouds. You know, when he gets that red carpet treatment from, <laughs> from folks and, and, you know, well, and, I'll tell you this, Arizona, the stories I hear of the way back when, when they uh, were in minor pro hockey and the, they had battles in my, and Arizona university's uh, team was putting out of business, minor pro teams. Uh, I don't know if that story that's is a fact. true. That's a fact. Uh, that, that they were putting out of business minor pro teams because they were more supported than the minor pro teams. And people thought that, that everybody just want to watch pro hockey. And people just kept going to Arizona. And, uh, they, you know, they had 7,000 people a game. And, uh, and I'm sure it, it, it leveled off a little bit, just like it always it always d- did. And I, mean, I played in some weird places in, in minor pro. But uh, – the stories that you hear about that and, and uh, it, uh, U.S. International with their Division One team coming in and, and losing to Arizona and go down, go down the list and the battles with Arizona State. and You just hope that um, they take that 3,000-seat arena. It looks beautiful, the glass outside, and um, it looks like it's going to be a, a phenomenal, phenomenal place. And who knows? Maybe the Pac-10 conference isn't as far-fetched as we think. Or maybe a Western League with Arizona, Arizona State, and a UNLV or another another school like that. But um, no, I, I've 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 paid attention to that. That's for sure. And it's uh, I drove by the I took my my uh, kids to the I was there in the summer in Phoenix. I I had seen the football stadium and the basketball stadium, and we went by where the arena is. And gosh, they're going to have a home run there. And um, I think Arizona's following the same blueprint. Well, let me ask you, Coach, uh, something that's a little bit more tangible. Um, we know Augustana is going to have a program. 
and a place you might be familiar with since that's where you're from. Uh, we hear the rumors of Lindenwood all the time. Um, the How do you think that that will affect uh, all of the various leagues? Oh, I don't. We, we would need eight hours here to talk about what each <laughs> league's going to do and uh, throw out all the scenarios. I mean, we don't have enough time for that. Just go online. You can read all that, sto- all that stuff. I mean, it's – I think the biggest problem that we have right now in college hockey is everybody agrees there needs to be some sort of realignment, but right. nobody wants to give up where they're at or be the one to start change. Okay. So I'll leave it at that. I just, uh, I think every, everybody knows that something's coming down the, the pike, but nobody, nobody know everybody can't put aside their egos to, to make it work. And, uh, if you want, you want realignment, get, uh, get your friend from Colorado Springs on. He'll, he'll give you a, Oh, give you every, yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. listen, I'll say it again. And, and I don't know if you've ever heard me say it. We, we want, the czar to be the czar we want that we 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 want the coach territory to be like uh to stage a coup and be like hey i'm taking this thing over because you guys don't know what you're doing and 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 <laughs> well pat and, pat micheletti's the one that brought that up on our show he said uh we need to have a college hockey czar and it needs to be frank territory so uh who knows maybe frank sometime will like uh, get tired of coaching goalies and uh and and move on and do that yeah, it, uh, he, you, you, I, I, I can't say anything more than that. I mean, you, 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 you want him, you want, all you got to do is say, Frank, you want to talk about uh, where we should go and he'll be on for two hours. And you, I love him to death. But it, we uh, yeah, we I want mean, him on for two hours. He probably, he probably has already brought it up on your show, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Coach, yeah. I'll tell you, the last time that I saw him, I hadn't seen him in a couple of weeks. And I said, hey, it's been a little while. And he goes, yeah, what, two days? <laughs> and he said, you miss me? <laughs> I, said, I said, yeah, definitely missed having you on, Coach. But he's got to be going stir crazy right now with this long break uh, over the holidays and waiting to get back at it. Uh, yeah, you never want him with downtime, that's for sure. I, I feel bad for his uh, – his assistant coaches and, and Andy and Joe. I saw Joe this past weekend, and um, you never want him with downtime. Coach, we appreciate your time as always, and I know you've done a ton of media, and uh, we really appreciate you taking time to be on our show as well. Uh, welcome back to NCAA Hockey. I don't feel like it was ever gone. I know you worked your tail off, but but I didn't feel like it was really gone. I just thought it was temporarily uh, moved around, if I can say that. Uh but welcome back. We can't wait to see you on the ice in 23-24 and stay relevant, okay? Well, no, I have been staying relevant, yeah, first yeah. of all. Yeah, I have been. That's why I'm on your show. Right. And, and second of all, I appreciate it. And I, I feel like with uh, you know being down to Phoenix a couple times and, and with my daughter playing hockey with Greg's daughter, I've, I've, uh, I've almost felt like I've become an honorary uh, Southwest College hockey member. Yes, you know, getting we, getting we'll the shoes. That. So, you know what? When you when you when you say we're going to cover Arizona, uh, Arizona State, and we got then you got uh, CC Air Force in Denver, you got to throw Robert Morris in that mix on your. I've, I've add a fifth team to to okay. who you cover. 
That's okay. Cool. Well, That's next cool. year we're adding we're adding two more, so we'll add Robert Morris to it. It's going to be Robert Morris, Omaha, and Lindenwood because uh, my good friend Rick Zombo is going to say yes. We're going NCAA. It's going to happen right after the ACHA tournament. You heard it first right here, folks. They're going NCAA, and we're all going to be there to support them. I hope so. You know, we need as many teams as we possibly can. Yep. And coach, don't worry. Absolutely. You need eight hours. Uh, there's plenty of off season for you to come on and we can break it down hour by hour. I promise. Yeah, uh, no, I'm ready. Let me, let, Hey, like I said, I, 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 I told the guys from USH, USCHO today. I said, listen, I said, you didn't realize that when you, when you signed me with my first one year contract at no salary, you're getting an option for a second year <laughs> at no salary. So, uh, I said, I at least want a trip to the frozen four this year out of it. So it, uh, I'm trying to negotiate my year two contract with them. There you go. Hey, if that jacket you're wearing doesn't get you into the Frozen Four, there's something wrong with that league. We need to talk uh, to the uh, NCAA about that. <laughs> I got a lot of jackets I wear right now, though. That's a problem. <laughs> Just wear that Colonial one. That's all you need. Okay. Just a Colonial coach's jacket, and you're good to go, Coach. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. And Thanks for coming uh, you know, the, I'm going to leave you with one last story. So we got nice. cut, we got our program cut on a Wednesday, and I had to, or actually, a, yeah, Wednesday, and I had to go down uh, to Arizona that weekend with with my daughter for the summer team that Greg put together. That, and I helped. I went on the ice and I helped with the the team. So I was on the ice at Oceanside the right after, uh, within three days after uh, uh, we got our program cut, and now this time I was uh, in Arizona when I got the news that we were back. So looks like good things happen when I go to Arizona. Hey, <laughs> keep keep coming cool. down. Keep coming down. We love it. Then bring the golf clubs next time and, and get out and play some golf. <laughs> I was going to use Greg's, but uh, my son decided he wanted to go hiking instead. So it, oh. uh, <laughs> he went. So where did you go? Uh, you, got, you can't tell us you went hiking without telling us where you went. He went. I didn't go. I, I, had, I had press conferences to do. <laughs> there you Sedo- go. Sedona? Sedona? What? Sedona, yeah, sure. Rocks. Sedona, yeah, he went up there. Nice, love it, so, love it. Yeah, we appreciate right. uh, having me, guys. Thank you, thanks, Coach. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good night, and uh, okay. and we'll talk to you soon. Uh, that's appreciate the head coach, the you. director of hockey. You name it, he does it for Robert Morris. And they're they're coming back, folks. The twenty three twenty four season, they'll be back in NCAA hockey for real. We appreciate having uh, Derek Schooley on, and Paul and I will be back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. More than 140 live games from the nation.
nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Indeed it is, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you from Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And uh, Paul, you know the drill as always for the past three years we've been doing this. Every time we have a guest on, um, you heard something, I heard something. What did you take away from uh, Derek Schooley? Well, I heard an absolute pro, the way he slid right into those extra sponsor mentions. <laughs> right, that was great. After we brought him it. on, I was like, that, that, is, that is a pro's pro right there. That's all I have okay. to say. You know what I heard uh, right off the get-go? Uh, well, not right off the get-go, but midway through the, uh, the interview was, um, I thought when the NHL said, yeah, we're not going to the Olympics, First thing that came to my mind was, uh oh, uh, college players going? Are they going to let them? How's it going to work? And uh, for him to bring that up, and I, I think he touched on it when he said, um, there might be some Michigan guys that are invited to go play in the Olympics. How is that going to affect everything? Are coaches going to want their guys to go? Um, I don't know. I, what's I, that going to be like? I mean, that's a whole nother, uh, uh, another uh, tangent that we're going off in. Well, in just a couple of weeks. Here's a problem, okay, with that. Um, I don't know what the pre-tournament quarantine rules are. Uh, and I do know, or at least it's part of why uh, the NHL and the NHLPA decided not to go, is if one of those guys tests positive over there, their season's over. They're stuck. Yep. Their season is over. Okay, and it's one thing um, to, to lose a guy to an injury in the Olympics, which has happened before. It's another thing to, um, to, to, to lose Be a quarantine like in China? A college player. And, <laughs> well, I mean, because you're talking five or six weeks. Yeah, you're right. Their season now, is now, over. Their season is over. Now, imagine... You know, you're one of those Michigan guys and all those first-round picks. And, and 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 now, even if they got back for the NCAA tournament, what kind of shape would they be in? Yeah. Uh, there's so many variables. There's so many variables. I thought it was interesting that that, that was something that uh, he brought up. And, uh, you know, and, and relevancy. Uh, you know, I've been saying that two years just about now. Um, especially in ACHA hockey, you had to keep yourself relevant or guess what? You got no fan base. You got no revenue source. You got no fundraising. And some of the teams I'll say in the WCHL did a fantastic job of that. And certainly Derek Schooley did it. Uh, if you didn't know Paul for the last 200 some days, if you just weren't really paying attention and you came back, you would just go like, yeah, Robert Morris has never gone uh, because they weren't, they were fighting it from day one. They yep. were, were, 
were doing everything they needed to do to uh, jump through all the hoops, raise all the money, cross all the T's, dot all the I's. And guess what? They're back. And uh, you heard it right from Coach Schooley himself. Uh, this isn't over. They're not, they're not done raising money. This is, they're not here for no. the short term. They're here for the long term. Well, that's good because, uh, as he said, we need, need more, more players college hockey. And, and you know what? What worries me about that is, is that team that's also uh, paused for the year voluntarily, and that's uh, uh, Alabama Huntsville, is because I thought they'd just been incredibly quiet. And it's been kind of disturbing to me as a college hockey fan because uh, I, I just don't know how you can keep the momentum, as Coach Cooley said, if you're being so quiet. Because uh, we, we hardly well, hear they, anything about Charger hockey. I don't think they were really until um, the, the the administration told them, without a league, you're not coming back. And right now, they, they don't have one. Well, you, you got to go find one. I mean, if you're if you're for college hockey, you got to somehow, some way, you got to get the rally of the troops. And and I'll well, say we, that right now, like everybody has been saying, uh, our show, every other show at college hockey is a group of 60, 62, whatever it ends up being, 64, 66 day. at some point. You got to be a group together. You got to go tackle this thing and take it on and say we are we are bigger than this you and i talked about this off the uh, podcast paul uh the number one uh draw in revenue in college is football followed by basketball followed by what men's hockey exactly so if you're that big if you're the third biggest draw on your college campus you guys need to bond together and somehow some way uh put your pride aside if that's what it is and, and go get this done because you're you're your livelihood, your whole uh, everything depends on it. Well, you know, as as we sit here, everybody had stuff this week about this rumor and that rumor and 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 this team might and that team might and that school this and this school that and how great would it be if this school was there and that and that and um, you know. Uh, just a can't <laughs> let, let me say this if you're Rick Zombo at Lindenwood just look at Robert Morris they had a ha jeez they had a huge uh obstacle to overcome their their president of the university dismantled their program right in the middle of the middle of it uh and so if you're that you got to look at that and go like hey if they could do it we can do it. Let's rally the troops. Let's get this done. If we really want this, let's make it happen, right? Well, I, you know, we've we've been sitting here and we have kind of uh, made it a shtick, but you know, uh, we we are waiting for it to be official or for them to say for them to make a final decision. Um, you know. Talk to me on March 18th. We all have a vested interest in seeing that actually come to fruition. Absolutely. Talk to me on March 18th. If it hasn't happened by March 18th, uh, then we'll, we'll go down another road. But, you know, um, we don't get into the rumors here because if we got into rumors, or actually we do kind of get into rumors a little bit, but um, mostly because 
there are finally some other people that are like saying what what we say and or at least seeing or sick and tired of hearing about this rumor and that rumor. Tell, let me know when it happens. But we know Augustan is happening, so that'll change things a little bit. Um, we know we know Anchorage is happening. We know Anchorage is happening. So it's it's going to have to get figured out here pretty darn soon. Yep. Talk to me on March 18th. All right. I got nothing more. Take it away, my friend. What's the difference about March 18th? So that's anyway, the end, college- that's the end of the ACHA season, my friend. Uh, it'll officially be over with. There'll be a champion crowned uh, by then, and uh, there'll be time to make a decision and an announcement. All right. College Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios has been brought to you by Behind the Mask. And it's three Valley locations in line or on ice. We are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. By Summer Skates, outfit your entire team with personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to IcetimeHockeySW.com and find out how to get yours today. M-Drive, help for your immune system. Building lean muscle mass and making it through the day. Without that afternoon crash, go to MDriveForMen.com and see how our high-protein, low-carb start shakes can work for you. Buy Burrito Express, our family recipes to your table, the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, world-class education, and a destination city. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, stop in for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, or get the three-time best... Vegas winning barbecue at your next Allegiant Stadium event. By Boost Mobile, you choose, you save. Mix and match any line to create your own family plan with prices as low as $15 a month. And by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it, and NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the ice time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. All one word. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. And we will say a big thank you to uh, Derek Schooley, the head coach at Robert Morris University, coming back in 23-24. The program uh, newly reinstated and uh, will be a part of the NCAA, we hope, back in Atlantic hockey as well. And uh, we thank Derek for coming on and uh, and visiting with us as always. Um, we will say good night, and I will tell everybody a very Merry Christmas. And uh, we will see you all next Sunday on the 26th. College Hockey Southwest Live will take a little twist and we'll go down the road of World Junior Championships. Good night, everybody. Good night.